Crossover Thursday right here on Locked On Eagles and Locked On Bills. We are presented by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code in all lower cases, locked on NFL, for your first deposit match up to $100. Louis DiBiase here joining you. Crossover Thursday, I'm the host of the Locked On Eagles podcast, joined by Joe Marino of Locked On Bills. A big time matchup this Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. National television, Jalen Hurts versus Josh Allen, Eagles versus Bills. Joe, we're going to get into everything today about this matchup, storylines, matchups to watch, the keys to victory. And it's interesting, man. I think when you looked at this schedule, you know, in March and April when it came out, you would think this is a different situation for these two teams, probably both fighting for a top seed in the conference. The Eagles at 9-1, and one, they're fighting for that one seed. The Bills at 6-5, and five, kind of surprising. They're on the outside looking in for the playoff picture. Um, but, you know, at 6-5, and five, they still have a chance. Yeah, they have a chance, but it's it's a tough, tough schedule, which, of yeah. course, includes this next one here against the Philadelphia Eagles going into the bye, and then you have at the Chiefs, you got Dallas, you got at the Chargers, Dolphins, Patriots. I mean, it's a tough schedule the rest of the way, and the Bills have not set themselves up well um, in terms of margin for error, right? You mentioned a 6-5 and five record. Right now, they're on the outside looking into the playoff picture, the eighth seed, uh, looking up at the Steelers and the Texans and the Browns and the AFC, and now, that doesn't even get into the possibilities of winning the AFC East, which will, you know, it's going to be a tough schedule, a tough thing to do, especially when you consider how easy the Dolphins schedule is uh, over their next four games. And so the Bills are definitely not in great position, but they're still in it. And obviously, I think they received a little bit of a spark with the firing of Ken Dorsey and bringing in Joe Brady to be the offensive coordinator. That looked good against the Jets, but how does that sustain itself against a great team on the road here against the Philadelphia Eagles? It's a big one for the Bills. They would ideally get this one, but you know they're going to have to put together their best effort to win on sure. the road and get an upset. Yeah, again, on the outside looking in, and you look at like a week ago, I think it was looking pretty daunting after that loss to the Broncos at 5-5. Five and five. You fire your offensive coordinator. But I don't know, Joe, after that Jets win, does it feel more positive after the way Joe Brady looked like had a much better game plan than Ken Dorsey has in the past? And when you look at the Steelers and Browns, they've lost their starting quarterbacks. The Steelers lose that game. It does feel like even though they are the eighth seed right now and they're at 6-5, and five, I think it looks way better, the situation they're in right now, than opposed to the situation a week ago. Well, they got to win. That, that's the thing sure. is they got to win football games. And it certainly feels like they got a one game bump, at least for the offensive coordinator switch. But how does that sustain itself? How do the Bills find more consistency? It's been bigger than just, you know, Ken Dorsey and maybe some of his shortcomings as the offensive coordinators. There's been execution issues. There's been coaching blunders. Defensively, they have some injuries that have you know, kind of taken away from their performance earlier in the season. And so how much of it was, OK, you put it together at home against the Jets and now. How do you sustain that the rest of the way and find consistency? Like if you look at the Jets game and project things moving forward, you feel great. But when sure. you look at the other 10 games, you realize that this has been an inconsistent football operation and that can't be the case going up against these really good teams the rest of the way. Yeah, that's a good point. For the Eagles, you look at right now at a 9-1 and record, they're in place of that one seed in the NFC, but it's kind of been an inconsistent year too. I feel like for both sides of the football, it hasn't been as smooth of a ride as it was in 2022, where it felt like they were kind of just coasting through the regular season. They've had their ups and downs uh, despite that nine and one record. And I think though, the good thing about this Eagles team is they're just finding ways to win football games, even in situations where 
maybe they shouldn't like this past Monday night, a big win over the Kansas City Chiefs, an emotional game. Joe, I'm just hoping for the Eagles it's not a come-down game, right? That was an emotional victory, um, a, a rematch of Super Bowl 57. But they really do take this schedule in the season day by day, game by game. That's what head coach Nick Sirianni preaches. And it's cheesy, but I think they really do take it seriously. So for the Eagles, I think, and really the entire NFL, I don't know if you agree, but it feels more inconsistent for even the good teams at the top of the standings. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I've obviously paid close attention to Philadelphia this year, and, and I expect yeah. a lot. I think this is the best roster in football. They won the NFC, yeah. right? We're not talking about a middling team exactly. in the league. There's high expectations. And when I look through their their schedule, they played a lot of closer close games against teams that you really wouldn't expect to be the case. Like you mentioned, contrast that year over year, and they were you know they were boat racing these teams. And you know, I kind of look at their schedule, and I think, well, I, I thought maybe their most complete <laughs> complete performance is against Tampa Bay back yeah. in Week Three, right? And so. Um, that I think gives you some hope for the bill side of things here. Uh, I mean, you talk about schedule. I mean, the, the Eagles are it, it, right in the, in the middle of an absolute gauntlet, right? I mean, it started, it started two weeks ago, right? With, with the Dallas game, they win that one. They, they handle Kansas city. Then they have Buffalo of course this week. And then the Niners and Cowboys and, and Seahawks. I mean, it's, it's a who's who of, of talented teams. Of course, if they want to be the one seed in the NFC, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a tough stretch for them as well. And, and maybe the bills can get a little bit of help, if you will, coming out of that Kansas city win, like you mentioned a, an emotional one. We, we saw Nick Sirianni fired up in the tunnel afterwards, kind of yeah. uh, spitting back at the chiefs fans a little bit, but um, you know, I, it's a, it's a championship caliber team that understands that it's a week to week league. And so I'm sure that yeah. despite some of those, some of those things and narratives that you could put into the situation, I, I think Philly's going to be ready to go at home. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they've been inconsistent, but it's not like they haven't beat good teams either. Right. Sure, they probably should have lost one of those games to the Washington Commanders and Tampa Bay kept it close. The Rams, inferior opponents from a roster standpoint, but at the same time, you mentioned this gauntlet of a schedule. The NFL again was not kind to either one of these teams in November or December. But the Eagles so far have passed these tests. You mentioned the Dallas game that was a big win at home against a divisional rival who's right on your tail in the standings. Even before that, though, they beat the Miami Dolphins on Sunday night. You took down Kansas City, so they have. Passed Pass these tests for the Bills. I, I think they need this win more than the Eagles. Not to say the Eagles are going to get lackadaisical or complacent in this matchup, but I think that's something to keep an eye out for, uh, just based on the standings, right? I think Buffalo needs this win. Oh yeah, no, no question about it. Um, I, I think the path for the Bills is four and two down the stretch. I think that's like the yeah being realistic and even a little bit of optimism <laughs> baked into that. Sure. Now here's the challenge, right? You'd love to get this one. But if you were going to go four and two and you were going to pick two games to lose to, you you pick this one. It's not a conference game, right? You, in Dallas, those would be the two games that you would choose to lose if you had to pick, right? Um, that's a weird scenario that I'm putting them in. You like the Bills, they would choose to go six and zero oh if they could. But if they were to go four and two, this would be one that you uh, may be okay with dropping. Although you want to get momentum, right? You're going into your bye week, coming out of the bye week, playing Kansas City. So in, in some ways, it feels must winny. But also, if you're going to drop one, this would probably be an okay one. But your margin for error, like we said, is going down. And for the teams that are ahead of them, like you mentioned, they got bad quarterbacks, all that type of stuff. They yeah. have soft schedules, though. You know what I mean? That's so it's sure. balanced out quite a bit. So uh, the Bills, you know, take one and zero, right? That's that's the the, the cliche thing to do. But one and zero every week, and and this week your your problems the Philadelphia Eagles. Got a lot of fun matchups to take a look at in this game. Eagles-Bills this Sunday in Philadelphia, Lincoln Financial Field. This is Crossover Thursday with Locked on Eagles and Locked on Bills. 
Today's episode of Crossover Thursday right here on Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Bills. We are presented by Prize Picks. It's the most fun, winning up to 25 times your money this football season with Daily Fantasy. All you got to do, select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Plus, with the basketball season here, you can now pick a combo projection across football and basketball from the Specials League, which is awesome. I'm a big-time basketball fan, too. I've been in on this action. A league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you could take LeBron James and, let's say, Devontae Smith at a 10.5 combo of three points made and receptions. Also, if you want to play alongside some of PrizePix's favorite players, you can do this as well, like rapper Meek Mill for Philadelphia fans. I'm sure you're in on that. Comedian Andrew Schultz as well. You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entry from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. Prize picks also even offers a reboot policy that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. So for football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return to the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. They are changing the game. Go to prizepicks.com/lockedonnfl and use our promo code lockedonnfl for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, head over to prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use that promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles, Lockdown Bills your first listen each and every day. It's Crossover Thursday. Guys, want to let you know as well, Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Louis DiBiase joined alongside Joe Marino. All right, Joe, let's talk about some matchups for this Eagles-Bills matchup. I, I think it's it's a really good game on both sides of the ball. Both teams have their strengths and their weaknesses, even for the Eagles, like you mentioned in segment one, might be the most talented roster in football, but they've had to overcome more this year with some holes to the roster based on injuries or some players leaving in free agency. So I think there are some weaknesses the Bills can exploit. Is there like a key matchup for you that the Bills need to attack or they need to win to get this win? Oh man, so much that comes to mind. It, yeah. But if I laser in on one particular matchup, it's Jalen Carter, the outstanding rookie mm-hmm. defensive lineman for the Eagles that should have been the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. Uh, he's the best player in the draft. It, somehow Philly gets him, right? Uh, against the Bills rookie right guard, Osiris Torrance. And I think Osiris Torrance has had a good start to his career. I think he'll be a long-term answer for the Bills at right guard. But I feel like over the last couple of games, I think he's hit a bit of a wall. And you saw him struggle last week. Um, and it wasn't against Quinn and Williams. It was against Solomon Thomas and some of the edge rushers that would reduce inside. Um, and I think he's had some challenges. And there's a huge challenge coming up in Jalen Carter, who has just a ton of athleticism. And that's kind of the deal with Osiris Torrance is he's a big physical offensive lineman, but that lateral movement is not necessarily his forte. Well, Jalen Carter is going to be fully aware of that, and he's going to stress that ability to slide and stay square. And so I think his ability, Jalen Carter's ability to probably win that matchup and mm-hmm. um, get pressure in the face of Josh Allen is going to be a big deal. And the thing is, what's hard is you could say, well, well, give Osiris Torrance some help. Okay, well, the Eagles have other good edge rushers and other good interior rushers. I mean, like Josh Sweat and, and, and uh, Hassan Reddick. I mean, that's as good of an edge rushing pair as you're going to find in the league. They've got Fletcher Cox, right? I mean, there's there's talent up and down this line. So it's not just... Well, that's that's the matchup you have to figure out. You got a lot of problems here with this Eagles pass rush and the challenges that they present. So the Bills 
O-line, their pass protection has been good this year. It's going to have to really meet this moment in in a big way with all the different angles that Philly can attack you from. Yeah, I think that would be when it comes to the Bills offense against the Eagles defense, that might be the advantage for the Eagles. Although, as you mentioned, the Bills pass protection this year, a lot better than in years past. Um, I think that is where they stepped up big against the Chiefs. Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat made some huge plays in the fourth yeah. quarter. But it's incredible, Joe, like you mentioned. Yes, yeah, Sweat and Reddick might be maybe the best edge duo in the league. Sweat is number five in quarterback pressures this year. Reddick's at eight and a half sacks despite not having one for the first three weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. And yet the rookie defensive tackle in Jalen Carter, who, as you mentioned, probably should have been the first overall pick, he's the one seeing more double teams than anybody. I mean, it's absolutely incredible, and I think he should probably win Rookie of the Year. So Josh Allen this year, according to Next Gen Stats, he holds the ball 2.87 seconds per dropback. You know, that's more longer than the Eagles are used to this year. Quarterbacks have made an emphasis of getting the ball out fast with that first read. And so that's something the Eagles need to hit home with because also, Joe, the Eagles secondary this year, not nearly as as good as it was in 2022. Yeah. And well, that'll be big for the Bills. And and Josh Allen, I think, has had some moments this year where he's been a quick triggered quarterback or quicker triggered quarterback (laughs) through the lens of Josh Allen. And I think that's going to be important. And uh, I think with Joe Brady taking over this offense, you're seeing more spread concepts, uh, less like five, six man protections a lot of times. So there's going to be a lot on Josh Allen to get the ball out and find matchups that he likes. And, you know, I think the the front for Philly certainly helps uh, the back seven. But, yeah, I think there's some some opportunities there. I know Bradbury's not necessarily having his best season. Uh, so how can the Bills take advantage of that? Now, one thing I wanted to ask you matchup-wise in this game, because if yeah. you, as you study Philly this year, I mean, good football team, but, like, their passing game distribution is very defined. It's A.J. Brown, it's, it's Devonta Smith, and yeah. – that's it, right? And Dallas Goder not available, right? Otherwise, he's that third guy. And so what's fascinating to me is, is there a path for the Bills to really just focus in on Brown and Smith? And that's a tough assignment. Those guys are really good. And I'm sure A.J. Brown coming off of a, a game that where he wasn't very productive against Kansas City, he's going to get like 15 targets. Like, I think that's probably going to be the pivot. Works. Yeah. <laughs> but but how, can, how can the Bills do their best to force Philly – to lean on these other players who have just not been productive. They don't have a wide receiver on this roster with more than a hundred receiving yards. So how do you make them, play through those ancillary components of their passing game. I think that's going to be fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it's easier said than done. You can try to, I mean, you'll get what the Eagles did against Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs, and that was kind of a similar situation where what other options are we scared of beating us? Let's just bracket Kelsey and coverage all game long. Can you double A.J. Brown? Are you going to try to just eliminate him and Devontae Smith? I'm sure teams have tried that in the past, though, Joe, and it hasn't worked because even (laughs) last year, when Dallas Goddard went down, this was the same situation. They did not have that third passing target that would step up. Quez Watkins struggled a lot. This year, he's injured. They have Olamide Zacchaeus. They have Julio Jones. Neither one has really made an impact. They have no pass-catching options at tight end without Dallas Goddard. Like, the days of him and Zach Ertz together, yeah. those are gone. Jack Stahl is primarily a blocker. Grant Calcaterra is hasn't done anything in his career for the Eagles over two years. Albert O, they traded for in the offseason, has been inactive outside of just one game this year. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, the Eagles really don't have another option. They're going to need Devontae and, and AJ to step up and, and beat this matchup. Also, I think hopefully DeAndre Swift gets more involved in the passing game. He had 31 yards on three catches against Kansas City, so he had some explosive plays. But overall, yeah, it's going to come down to Brown and Smith just have to out-execute the other team. And Luckily, against the Bills, I would say Razul Douglas, who I used to love in Philadelphia, he's a playmaker. 
Um, I think he doesn't match up well against Devontae Smith. So if they can find no, a way to yeah. get that kind of receiver on Razul, that's normally who he struggled with in years past. They can still win that matchup. Yeah, I think uh, you've, you'd ideally like Rasul on A.J. Brown as much 100%. as possible. And that's one thing they have done with Douglas is they they haven't kept him to his side. They've had him kind right. of follow a little bit. So I think they'll try to get that as much as possible. But, you know, I, I, it's easier said than done. I think right. in your in your head you say, well, okay, if you can just take care of Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown and force them to go other places with the football, you're going to be okay. Well, like you said, well, there's a reason those guys have combined over 1,600 yards yeah. so far this season. And so um, – you you like you like the idea of that, but the 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 how is a lot a lot more difficult than just saying, hey, this is what you should do. And then Joe, I want to real quick before we take another break and get into keys to the victory here. Um, when it comes to the Eagles running game, it bounced back finally against the Chiefs. They were struggling uncharacteristically. So without Cam Jurgens at right guard, I don't know if that's the reason they were struggling. DeAndre Swift, his yards above expected was at the bottom of the league for about a month. They bounced back against Kansas City. Um, what does the Bills run defense look like? Is that a matchup the Eagles can exploit or how is the Bills defensive line look this year? Well, I think there's been times where the Bills' run defense has struggled. It does feel like when the yeah. Bills are are serious about defending the run, they do it. Uh, they've gotten gashed for a couple of big runs more earlier in the season, thinking about the Brees Hall in week one against the Jets. And then uh, there's been a couple of other moments like the Miami game. They held yeah. them to, to like seven rushes for 29 yards at halftime. The Bills have like a three touchdown lead and then Miami ran the ball and the Bills went two high safeties and said, okay, like you can have all this rushing production that you want. But I think there's been there's been times where the Bills have like said, okay, we know that stopping the run is going to be important and they, and they do that. And so I think their run defense, if it's susceptible in any way, it's some of the missed tackles, which can lead to some some bigger, bigger, more explosive runs. So the Bills being sure the run defense is going to be critical. And obviously, I mean, the the offensive line for Philadelphia, whether it's run blocking, whether it's pass protection, they are outstanding. You mentioned Josh Allen's average time to throw. I think Jalen Hurts is at like 3.11 in the yep, season. Exactly. And so what's interesting is like the Bills went through this gauntlet of quick triggered quarterbacks and they couldn't factor in at all. But the last couple games against Russ Wilson and Zach Wilson, and please God, I'm not putting Jalen Hurts in that category, but they all three of those are guys that hold onto the ball a, a lot. Their defense has been a lot better. And so, I mean, that just puts more stress on on everybody when you when you hold on to the ball like that. And so, you know, your pass protection has to hold up for longer. I think that the, the Eagles have an advantage with their O-line against the Bills defensive line, but maybe uh, if they have to block for longer, you can see some one-on-one matchups that eventually turn to the Bills. So that'll be key for them as well. What do the Eagles have to do to win this game? What do the Bills have to do to get a win on Sunday? We'll get into that as we wrap up Crossover Thursday right here on Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Bills. All right, everybody, thanks so much for making Lockdown Eagles and Lockdown Bills your first listen each and every day right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's Crossover Thursday. What an awesome matchup that's coming up this Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. Joey, we've dove into the biggest storylines, the matchups as well to watch for Eagles-Bills. So I don't want to do like a, a predictions kind of segment here, but if you had to say like the Bills win, it's because of this. Man, I think there's I think there's a couple of things that come to mind. Um, yeah. It does start to me with the trenches, and that's what Philly has, man. They're good on the O line. They're good on the D line. Everybody knows it. And yeah. I think the Bills are pretty good on the O line and D line. They're not great. Um, and, and Philly just has dudes. They have dudes on top of dudes, uh, O line and D line. And so, how do you match up there? How do you how do you win one on ones? Like you're going to be isolated against really talented players. Can you win? So I think. The trenches both sides of the ball is obviously where this starts for me. And then the other piece of the of the pie here that I think is a very important talking point every single week with Buffalo Bills is turnovers 
right? Giveaways and takeaways. Uh, Can you take care of the football? I think everybody understands that Josh Allen's turned the ball over the most of any quarterback every year. Going back to 2018, people don't talk enough about him also having the most touchdowns. Uh, Seems like that's more popular to discuss the turnovers, but he has more touchdowns than anybody, including Mr. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, So he scores a lot, but, you know, it certainly gives away the ball a little bit uh, too much. And and when that spirals, that's where the Bills kind of have some issues. And so obviously they need to take care of the football. And for them, I think getting some takeaways would be very, very helpful. Uh, you know, Philly, not a necessarily a team that's super courteous giving away the football, but they turn it over like, like 13% of the time, right? That, mm-hmm. So it does happen. Um, and so if they can have some fortune there, which the Bills have not had a lot of fortune with takeaways until the last game uh, where Sewell Douglas taking away the ball three times against the Jets um, and also had a, a fumble recovery the week before. But the Bills, uh, that was their first interception last week since the Miami game in week four, right? So uh, can you get some, can you get the ball to go up to bounce your way a little bit? I think it starts in the trenches. And then from there, can you take care of the football and can you take away the football? I think that's going to be important yeah. for the bills. I'm with you. And I think Jalen hurts is a player that normally in his career has been very good at limiting turnovers. He does not throw a lot of interceptions this year though. You look at the totals. He already has nine on the year. Contextualizing those picks though, is not a lot that I've had problems with. Again, he's somebody that's aggressive, wants to give AJ Brown and Devonte Smith chances down the field. But as you said, the Eagles have turned the ball over this year more than they have in years past. So the turnover battle, it's always key, especially when you have two quarterbacks, Joe, that I think you live and die by so much. I think there are yeah. very few quarterbacks in the league that make up as much offensive production as these two do, right? Just from the rushing standpoint. Also, I think both teams have had play calling issues this year, so they've had to overcome those obstacles as well and just you know outperform other defenses despite some scheme schematic issues. Um, so that's going to be a huge battle. For me, for the Eagles' defense, it's limiting Josh Allen's deep ball. I think the the explosive plays, that's where he'll hurt you. Like, yeah, he'll throw some picks, but he'll make some incredible plays down the field. And the Eagles' secondary, they've had their high highs this year. A good game against the Dolphins, the Rams, the Chiefs. But they've had some low lows. Like, a, Sam Howell has cooked them multiple times. So don't let Josh Allen escape. Don't let him buy time and find Stephon Diggs down the field. It sounds obvious, but that's been something the Eagles normally are good at limiting, and that's Josh Allen's bread and butter. If you can make him beat you death by a thousand paper cuts, I think that's the strategy that you have to take. I'm also interested to see what type of success the Bills can have running the football. I know the the Eagles, I think, are number one in in, in run defense, right? They've also faced the fewest amount of attempts, right? And and they face the most passing attempts, right? So it's it's kind of an interesting script. I think the the answer is probably that they're 12th in yards per carry given up at four. And I think the Bills are coming off of two really good rushing performances against Denver and the Jets. And I, I think they, in at their core, I think they want to be a two-dimensional offense. Uh, I think th- I think they're like 67% pass, right? So they're very, very uh, pass aggressive. But I think they want to have that piece to lean into. And I think that um, can be important as you consider how do the Bills get explosive plays on offense. I think your run game and, and what that can mean for everything, whether it's your RPOs, whether it's your play-action game, whether it's kind of just – lulling some of those back seven players to sleep and, and seeing what you can do. I'm also curious about Dalton Kincaid in this matchup, a very good young pass catching tight end against, you know, kind of, I, I don't necessarily think about Philly as great coverage linebackers. And I know that no. they have some young safeties, right? So like middle of the field, that's kind of what gave you some success against the jets last week. You definitely need to, to make sure that middle of the field attacking is, is part of what you're doing this week against Philly. 
No, I agree. And I think for both teams, being balanced on offense and having more success running the football is a key. I think both offenses can sometimes get away from it, even though the Eagles have been very good atop the league over the past few years. With Brian Johnson, they're more pass-heavy than they were in years past. So a key for stopping both of these offenses, Joe, is just keeping them off the field, right? Long, sustaining drives. The Eagles are very good at that, where they can kill sometimes eight to nine minutes of clock in a quarter. And that can be demoralizing for another offense and staying rusty on the side lines when the Eagles offensive line just takes over and there's times where they just get going in the run game and yeah. they can't be stopped. Yeah, got great fear about that. Uh yeah. I've seen it, man. What was <laughs> yeah. was it was at the Minnesota game. It was yeah, like, oh my god. killed an entire quarter. I mean, that's Dude, demoralizing. I was watching it with a buddy of mine who's an Eagles fan and I'm like, yeah. oh god, this is this is and there's nothing worse than not being able to stop the run, right? Where you're just like right. it snatches your soul. You have nothing you can do and, and I think the Bills not often but they have fallen to that a little bit. And I think even like in years past, like the last time they played Philly, right, was just like yeah, 2019, 100%. It was 100% that, right? Sander, Miles Sanders might have got a contract based on that game. Uh, and even against the Colts uh, that same season where it's just like, man, oh, when these offensive lines just get downhill and start moving bodies, like sometimes the Bills just don't have a whole lot that they can lean into and, and it happens to them. So that not allowing that to happen is going to be critical. And, you know, I think Philly, what's what's – to their advantage is they can they can push that button at any point. So like you could say get a lead. Okay, that sounds great. Well, first of all, you got to get the lead and right. but and try to make them more one dimensional. But I think Philly's going to stick with that and really really try to to stress the Bills with their with their run defense and you know hopefully uh you know new Buffalo Bill and former uh Eagles midseason addition Lin- Linval Joseph can can help yep. with some of that. For sure. It's going to be a great game. Eagles-Bills this Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field, the battle of the 9-1 and birds and the 6-5 and Bills. Thanks, everybody, for tuning into this crossover Thursday edition of Locked On Eagles and Locked On Bills, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, too, just want to let you know again, Locked On has launched that first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. For Joe Marino, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. Enjoy the game on Sunday, and thanks for making Locked On Eagles and Locked On Bills your first listen each and every day.